0: Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in 1st Chronicles chapter 24. This deals with the priesthood of Israel and teaches us about the order of God. In verses 1 and 2, we read about Aaron and his sons. Aaron had four sons. The first two, Nadab and Abihu, died before their father did so they had no sons. Leviticus chapter 10 tells us about why Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron died. It is because they offered profane fire before the Lord. What is this profane fire that God is talking about? The motive of the fire might have been pride or ambition or jealousy or even impatience. But then God gives the reason as which he had not commanded them. So the real reason was that they did not obey God's commandments. This Nadab and Abu had first-hand experience of the wonders and miracles of God. They had the front row seat because they were the sons of the high priest. They had seen all the miracles of God through the desert when God brought them out of Egypt. They had seen the voice of God. They had seen the fire. They had seen the pillar of smoke and they had seen the thunder and the earthquakes shaking the mountains by the voice of God and then they had gone up with Moses and Aaron and the 70 elders for a special meeting with God on Mount Sinai as we read in Exodus chapter 24 verses 1 and 2. They ate and drank with God directly as we read in Exodus 24 verses 9 to 11. So it shows us they had a great legacy but then in spite of all their spiritual experiences They did not obey the Lord. This shows us that though we may have a great legacy of superb spiritual experiences, it can't keep us right with the Lord. Only an abiding relationship of obedience grounded in the truth of God's word can do that. In verses 3 to 19, we see a special order being instituted by David. For ministering to the Lord. Remaining sons of Aaron were Eliezer and Ithamar, and out of them their sons that is Zadok a descendant of Eliezer and Haimelech a descendant of Ithamar, were chosen. David separated them specially. A large number of leaders were found among Eliezer's descendants than among Itamar's and they were divided accordingly. So 16 leaders from Elias' descendants and eight leaders from Itamar's descendants. Yesterday we saw how the eyes of the Lord looked to and fro throughout the earth that he might show his mighty power to those who love him. So these are the people who are the example of what the eyes of the Lord found out. Next we read in verse 5 that David divided them impartially by casting lots and the scribe recorded their names in the presence of the king so in verses 7 to 18 we see 24 leaders being listed out in order by casting lots. so this was the appointed order of ministering when they entered the temple of the lord according to the regulations prescribed for them by their ancestor Aaron as the lord the god of Israel had commanded him. So David was establishing an order that was given by God directly to Aaron to his descendants by creating these 24 leaders set apart for ministering to the Lord. In the Bible, there are various numbers that list out special things. And here number 24 is one of such a number. You see in this chapter 24, we are given an order of 24 leaders. So what does this number 24 signify? The number 24 is associated with priesthood. So, the order that is listed out in verse 7 to 18 is the order of the priest who had to serve in the temple. In verse 10, we read, the eighth order was to Abijah. In the New Testament, in Luke chapter 1 verse 5, we read that in the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Who is this priest Zechariah? Yes, he is the father of John the Baptist. So you see, even at the New Testament times, this order was practiced. So why was Ezra the chronicler writing it here? It is because after David had constituted this order, Slowly, it started eroding as one by one, the kings of Judah started to forget God. So, not all of the 24 orders were kept up by the kings of Judah and Israel as well. So, by the passage of time, this order was totally forgotten. But then, after the exile, when Ezra writes about it, we read in Nehemiah chapter 12, verses 1 to 7, about the same order being reinstated back. In Psalm 72, there are a list of 24 things that Jesus Christ as the high priest after the order of Melchizedek will do when he sits upon his throne and rules as the king and priest during the millennium. So go through Psalm 72 and count the 24 things that he does there. Finally, we read of this number 24 in Revelation chapter 4 verses 1 to 4 in verse 4 we read surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders these 24 elders are regarded as the heads and representatives of the entire church that is the body of christ so you see this order is carried on even into heaven itself Coming back to 1 Chronicles chapter 24 we read in verses 20 to 30 the rest of the sons of Levi. In verse 31 Ezra the chronicler closes the chapter with an interesting line. He writes the chief fathers did just as their younger brethren. What does this tell us? It tells us that among this order was the experience of age as well as the enthusiasm of youth mixed together in the service of the Lord. So spiritually, what does this chapter teach us? It teaches us that our God is a God of order. We are living in a time where people have lost sense of where God is. As a society, we have lost God somewhere along the line. Our society seems to be in chaos. There is more and more violence in the society. There is more and more drug and alcohol abuse. There is more and more falling of the family structure. Those who stand for righteousness are called intolerant. We have churches almost on every corner, but that does not seem to make much of a difference in the society. Many of the worldly things have penetrated into the church that our morality in the church is not much different than that of the world today. So wherever God is not present, there is chaos and confusion. In Genesis 1 verse 2 we read, God brought order to the universe. The earth was formless and empty and it was God who brought order into that formlessness and emptiness. If we look at our universe, everything seems ordered now. That's what Psalmist writes in Psalm 8 verses 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him and the son of man that you care for him? Everything is so beautiful and orderly. Why, Lord, do you consider this disorderly man is what the Psalmist is saying. The movements of the planets in our solar system is so precise that scientists can calculate exactly where a planet will be hundreds of years in advance. The earth is perfectly tilted at an angle of 23 degrees, which makes possible for the seasons and the oceans. The earth is at the right size and the right distance from the sun for life to exist. The earth is rotating at the right speed of 1000 miles per hour. If it rotated any less or any more the days and nights would vary vastly and life would not be able to exist here. The distance of the moon from the sun is so precise that we have tides coming in and going out and cleaning the waters. If it were any different we would all be sinking in water every now and then. Even the gases in our atmosphere is so precise that if it were to contain at least 50% more of oxygen, a single flash of lightning would ignite a forest into fire instantly. If we have 10% less of oxygen, we would not have enough oxygen to light a fire here on earth. So we see that it was God who brought order to the universe. Without God, there would be no order. From Jeremiah chapter 4, we come to understand that God wants to bring order to the society. The prophet Jeremiah warns the people about what would happen to them unless they repented and returned to the Lord in their lives and in their society. The northern kingdom of Israel was so corrupt that the Assyrians came and took them into exile and everyone was destroyed as we saw earlier. The kingdom of Judah saw this happen and still they did not heed to the warnings of the Lord. So Jeremiah warned them in this chapter. He says the exact same thing in verse 23 that is seen in Genesis 1-2. I looked at the earth and it was formless and empty and at the heavens and the light was gone. The prophet was telling them that the land and the nation would be destroyed and would end up in utter chaos unless they repented. In Jeremiah chapter 5, Jeremiah lists six reasons why God was going to judge them. The first one we read in verses 1 to 6, that is moral corruption. Verses 7 to 9 says, it is sexual impurity. Verses 10 to 18 we read, it is unbelief. That is, they did not believe God would do what he said he would. Even today, many people, even within the church, do not believe that there is going to be an end soon for this entire world. In verses 19 to 24, the prophet lists it as religious apostasy, that is, the worship of false gods. Even today, we have the worship of false gods, of money, of lust, of power, etc., in our lives. Verses 25 to 29 lists as social injustice. The rich were cheating the poor. They amassed their wealth by ill-gotten means. Even today, it's the same thing in the world, too. And in verse 30 to 31, he lists it as corrupt leaders. God does not want our society to break into chaos. God wants to bring order to it. So first, God wants to bring order to the church. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul is talking to the church about how they were misusing the spiritual gifts that they had received from God. He says, God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. In verse 40, he says, let all things be done properly and in an orderly manner. So the first thing we need to do is put God in the center of the church. When we do that, there is peace and order within the church. If we put our personal agendas in the center, it will overtake God's agenda and the church will be in turmoil. So man's teachings should go out and God's teachings should once again take the centerfold of the church. Unless we do that, we will be fighting over silly things within the church while people are dying and going to hell and we will not care as long as we get to establish our own agendas. Secondly, God wants to bring order to each and every individual. Romans 5 verse 1 tells us that therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What is peace? Peace is the absence of chaos and disorder. When we give our lives to Jesus, We are then at peace with God. As we turn over our areas of our lives to God, we will experience order, peace and blessings from God. Those who have ignored God and his calling, no matter how peaceful they may seem at the outside, they are still living in chaos on the inside. God sent his son Jesus Christ to die for us so that he can bring peace in our lives. When he does that, our lives will have an ultimate purpose and direction. This is the order this chapter is teaching us today. In Psalm 72, out of those 24 things, one of the things that Jesus will do is he will bring the righteous an abundance of peace. May God bless these words. Amen.